This is the Yoakum Strength Podcast, Episode 1, with Greg Ebosher and Austin Yoakum. Attention. To all those who enter here, if you're coming into this room with sorrow or to feel sorry for my wounds, go elsewhere. The wounds I received, I got in a job I love. Doing it for the people I love, supporting the freedom of a country I deeply love. I'm incredibly tough and will make a full recovery. What is full? That is the absolute utmost physical. Physically, my body has the ability to recover. Then I will push that about 20% further through my sheer mental tenacity. This room you're about to enter is a room full of fun, optimism, and intense rapid regrowth. If you're not prepared to go, f- if you are not prepared for that, go elsewhere. And that is a quote from uh, Jason Redman, a former U.S. Navy SEAL and author of the book The Trident. Um, Jason Redman was a Navy SEAL who served from 1996 until 2016, a 20-year career in the U.S. military. He was fighting in Iraq, the Battle of Ramadi, and was ripped apart by gunshot wounds, um, lost pieces of his face, and has lost nearly almost all function in his right arm. And while he was on his hospital bed recovering from two months' worth of surgeries, family and friends would come in and they, and as he would doze off to sleep from all the pain, from all the heavy doses of pain medication, he would overhear his family and friends talking about how sorry they felt for him, how they felt pity for him, how how Jason has been a victim of unfortunate circumstances. And Jason just got very mad because he's not a victim. I mean, if you go and if you go through life thinking that you're a victim, then you're never going to be able to change the situation you're in. The reason why we chose to start this podcast off with this quote was because we think this quote is an accurate representation of how everyone should approach challenges and difficulties and obstacles that you face along the road of life. And Jason Rudman has the correct attitude. Um, you take them head on and you push through them with every ounce of physical effort that you have and then you battle through t- with 20% more sheer will. And we think um, Jason Redman and this quote really embody what Yoakum Strength is all about. And, um, yeah, what do you think, Austin? Yeah, I mean, 100%. He talks about kind of focusing on the process and not the results. Everybody goes in there and looking at, man, he, he, got, he got fucked up. Like, his life's a mess. Like, he, he's never going to be able to recover, and they focus on the negative. They focus on what they see now, and what he was focusing on was the process of getting better, right. the process of growing from that. Um, right. He knew that if he focused on the process one step at a time, and that was like one of my favorite things, is like the only way to cross a desert, looking at your feet one step at a time, dude. Right. And, that, and I mean, that's what he, he, that's what he was focused on in that, in that battle. I mean, he's battling for his entire life here, and these people are coming in and just spewing out negative energy. Even, the, even though they, they loved him, and that was a thing, but they're spewing out negative energy to him because they're focused on what they see, what they see now. Mm-hmm. They, don't, they don't see any growth. They don't see any, any way he can go from there. And I... I I think that's super powerful and just how if the people around you are spilling in that negative energy within yourself, you got to refocus. You got to refocus, focus on the process instead of focus on where you're at now. Mm -hmm. You got to focus on where you want to go. And um, I think that's one thing you did a really nice job of in this. Agreed. Agreed. That's why we chose to start it. So awesome. Um, And you're making mention of the process and... And the process is what Yoakum Strength is all about. Um, so how does this quote and how does the process represent who Austin Yoakum is? Austin, please give an explanation of who you are, where you come from, what you're about. Yeah, um, so start off the podcast, introduce ourselves. Yeah, uh, that's right. Uh, I'm Austin Yoakum, uh, owner of Yoakum Strength, um, coach at UST, strength conditioning coach, uh, graduated from UST, originally from a small town, Foley, Minnesota. Uh, 256 people in my actual hometown, so a little small town. Um, came to UST uh, out of high school and like it opened up my eyes to a whole different world. Uh, 
instead of 200 people in my little town, uh, I knew everything and knew everybody from like my senior grade to like second graders. I knew everybody's middle name from like senior year to second graders too. Walking on a campus of people that I, I knew nothing of. I knew nobody. Um, I came here from football. I sat down with Coach Caruso and he completely sold me on the process of how he can change my life, how he can give me an opportunity to become a better man. I was sold. But I was sold blindly. I got on a campus. I didn't really know anybody. Um, and we started the process with the football guys and that's just really where Really, where my life started to change. What was uh, what was it like? How was that transition coming from a town of 250 people to the Twin Cities, where it's a town of I think it's what 800,000 people total between just the two Twin Cities, and then the metro is probably like two million, one million. Yeah, uh, completely blew my mind. Yeah. Uh, so when you're from a small town, you go to the cities maybe once a year, and when you go, it's like it's like a holiday for you. Yeah. So you go to these big cities, you're like, oh shit, we're going to the cities today. Yeah. Like this is going to be a day. So you get there and, and you don't know anybody. And honestly, it was like my freshman year was kind of a dark time for me because like I got onto campus. Um, I came here to play football. Wasn't very good at football at that time. Uh, busted up my ankle. And then I also didn't have the support cast that I had back home. Right. And like, just had to, just had to, look into myself and see what I wanted to do. So actually after my freshman year I got here, didn't didn't love it. I was thinking about quitting football. I texted my coach from high school, uh, Coach Herm, and he was uh I was like, Hey coach, thinking about quitting football, uh, not really enjoying what's going on here. I don't know anybody. I don't feel loved, that type of thing. And he texted me back and he's like, That's not the Austin Yokum I know. That's not the man I know. That's not the man I grew. Um just keep chop, chopping wood, keep chopping wood, keep getting after it. Uh, and I was like looking at it, and I'm like, exactly right, dude. Like, right. one step at a time, I'm gonna get better, I'm gonna prove these people wrong, I'm gonna help this family, I'm gonna buy in. And I mean, I think that was one of the biggest things, like my freshman year, I came here to develop Boston Yoakum. Mm -hmm. uh, and I really needed to switch my mindset to come here to develop the USC family. And that was, that was one of my biggest like game switching things. I needed to focus, I need to have the right motivation and just, step-by-step step, focus on that process and trying to get out of those dark times. Sure, sure. And so that was what formed you, um, those early years at UST. And then now, how did Josh, your career, athletic career, end up at UST and the rest of your, how's the rest of your life going right now? Yeah. Um, so we ended, ended at UST. Uh, my senior year, I wrote down five minutes. Every, every single year I was at UST, I wrote down the same four goals. Uh, I wanted to start for the USD football team. I want to be a national champion. I want to be an All-American. And those are my goals. Uh, the three goals, I wrote them down my freshman year before I came here. And um, accomplished two of those goals. Um, but I never got to become a national champion. Um, and that, that's like something that kind of always eats at me because I always wanted to like put myself fully into something to where we accomplish everything we do. And that's like, once again, not focusing on the results. Um, if I were to focus on the results, I could look at, I accomplished two out of three, maybe that's good enough. Or I could look at, I accomplished two out of three, and that's shitty, either or. But if I look at the process, I see that it completely changed as a man from my freshman year to mm -hmm. senior year. Mm -hmm. Completely changed who I was because I was striving for something. Sure. If, I, if, I, if I wasn't striving for anything, I would have just stayed who I was. If I was focused on the results, I would have just stayed who I was. But I really strived to be, change myself, change who I was physically, change who I was mentally, and become a leader on the team. Absolutely. You did all those things, and that's now led into your 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 company, Yokum Strength, and that's why you're at where you're at now, and that's why we're sitting here at this podcast. Yeah. Perfect. Exciting. What about you, Greg? Just a little background on yourself. Sure. Um, name's Greg Ebosher. I am from, I was born in the city of Chicago, um, raised in a small suburb right outside the city of Chicago called Park Ridge. Um, biggest things about me are my faith and my family. I, um, man, um, growing up was just indoctrinated in football culture from the day I was born. <laughs> yeah. The town I grew up in is, um, I mean, it's like you live, breathe, eat, sleep football if, if you're a young man and you love the game of football. So that was what I did my whole life growing up. And then I also played all their sports uh, basketball, lacrosse, baseball, um, wrestling, 
uh, growing up. Sports was always my life, and um, then when I when I came, was looking for a place to play. When when it came time to go to college, I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. Um, Applied the University of Wisconsin Madison, where my mom and dad both went, and thank God I didn't get in there because I definitely would have gone. And so when I didn't get in. I started looking at places to play football, and I was looking for a place that had great academic school and was a great uh, football program. And um, there really isn't too many of them um, at the Division three level. And so uh, I was able to stumble upon the University of St. Thomas. Um, came up here, and very similar to Austin, the first year was, first, the first probably six months were some of the toughest months of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, I, I, I was, I was, I mean, where we all went, I'm sure everybody on the team was a, was a star and everybody knew your name around the town and you were, you know, you were the guy and you came here and you were one of 160 kids and none of us didn't ever see the field. Um, and was extremely homesick. I'd never been away from home and I'm very close to my family. Um, and so I, 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 like Austin, almost left within the first two weeks. I couldn't take it. Um, but I went home over over our fall break, which is like the second or third week of the season. And I talked to my mom and dad for about for about two hours, and I, I cried, and I said, I can't do it. And they said, you've never quit anything in your life. You're not going to quit now. Go back and give it your everything you have for at least one season. And then if you hate it after that, then you can leave. But go and give everything you have and get after it. And um, and I did, and thank God for it, because I I just, like, like Austin, I just decided to buy in. I immersed in myself in the family and the culture. And the culture of the USD football program is really special. I mean, we're a family. We, it's, the grind is is real. It's so hard. Coach pushes pushes us physically and mentally more so than probably any other coach in the country, um, and and I bought in. And I mean, you were one of the good buddies that I've met. I met, and we were able to buy to to bond together over the struggles that we were both feeling at the time, and we overcame all the adversity. I mean, I got. I wouldn't have it any other way. Um, then four years later. Now we're sitting here, graduated, working in the real world, and real world quotations. Real world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and now we're here recording this podcast. And like, I, at one point, I want to bring up about what Greg mentioned, and kind of like similarities in both the stories is all the young guys when they see not just guys like us, but older guys, they see somebody like Greg, somebody like Steve Harrell, somebody like that, and they see where they're at now. Mm. They see that. They're climbing up mountains. They went through the four years of the USD football program. They looked up on. And what they see then in that picture of time is this complete human, a man that has grinded and done four years. And what they don't see is the process, the right. four years that it took to get there. Right. And what I think a lot of guys and a lot of just people in their lives is the people you look at that are successful, that are on top of the mountains right now, right. they were in the valleys. Like, they, they were they were shit before right and like that's one thing i think people really need to look into is it's always a process like there's no way you're not just started on top of that mountain you're not just where greg ebosher is right now mm. like if you didn't go through that four years of football if you had quit you you, you wouldn't be looked up on like you are mm. on the team and that's one of the things like a lot but i know a lot of young guys just went like when i talked to them just like yeah like it would be crazy to be like you like It'd be awesome if we could do that. Like you can, like right. you don't understand, like what we where we were at right. was probably lower than where you are now. Right. You, you can only climb for, up from there. Right, right. Um, my football coach in high school is legend, legendary coach, probably the best high school football coach in the state of history of Illinois. Um, he says he always used to tell me we'd play whoever, um, anybody we ever play. He said. Greg, just know that they always they put their underwear on the same way you do in the morning. One way yep. yep. <laughs> Everybody's every man is a man. There's no nothing that makes any of us inherently special. Yeah, sure, some people are more talented. Some people are, some people are more gifted than others. But what matters at the end of the day is your willingness to wake up every single day, 
and take one foot and put one foot in front of the other and walk out the door and do what you need to do for the day. Um, I mean, that, that's the first step for action is right. the step. Right. Every, every, everybody wants to look at how do, how, do we change our, how do we change our life? How do we, how do we make that step forward? Right. And so you take that step. Right. And that's, that's the first thing. You've right. got to take the first step right. to take any steps, you know? Right. And that's what I think a lot of people freeze up on right. is they never take that first step. They think about taking the first step. They write a bunch of shit down about taking that first step. Right. Like, here's my plan on how I'm going to take my first step. And what they need is somebody to kick them in the ass yeah. so they're forced to take that first step. Right. I mean, that's, I mean, that's what Coach Caruso did for us. Right. You know, he just put us in a situation of kill or be killed. Right. Like, you're going to take that first step or you're going to get out. Right. And I think what a lot of people need in their life is somebody that will make them take that first step. And right. then once they're stepping, it's easy. Right. Like, step. Ah, then not like, easy. But and your next step is a step. Right. And then it's momentum. Right. And it just builds and it builds right. and it builds and it builds. It does. But it if does. you don't take that first step, if you don't start that momentum, right. you're stuck. You're right. going to stay. Right. And it's, it's uh, what is it's an old quote. is When you first begin climbing a mountain, your legs are weak. But with each step, your legs get ever stronger and the climb becomes a little bit easier and easier and easier. And like that's a perfect example of that. Yeah, exactly. Right. And so on, on that that has led you to create the company, Yoakum Strength. Um, and so what is the Yoakum Strength Why? So Yoakum Strength Why is to help people become the best versions of themselves by giving to them light, foundation, and guidance. Mm -hmm. And that's really what I pride myself on. It, it's, it's not my what, it's not what I write down on a sheet of paper, it's not what I give people for workouts. It's to provide people light, foundation and guidance absolutely be able to lead them through life be able to give them the motivation the help to take that first that kick in the ass to take that first step and when they take that first step and they step on a fucking rock and it hurts or they take that first couple steps and they slip down that mountain and they're falling down be that foundation for them to catch mm -hmm. them to help them even though they just took 100 steps and then they fell 200 down mm -hmm. be that foundation to catch them and then we take that first step again. Right. We help them back up. Right. We keep guiding them through that process because it doesn't matter. It does not matter the results. It does not matter if shit goes wrong because you can't control that. The next thing, you just got to focus on taking that step again. Right. Take that step and we're there to help you. Right. And so what are some of the ways Yoakum Strength does this through programming, through... Mobility through life coaching through what are some of the services that Yoakum Strength offers right now? Yeah, so right right now we do a lot of online programming. Um, I mean, every single day we po we try to post a bunch of nuggets and inspirations, just things that we can connect with people to try and motivate them to try and get their minds going to where they can get in the right mindset for the day. And that's one of the biggest things I do with I think a lot of my athletes is the meditation aspect of at the end of every single workout we meditate. And the reason we do that is because it's, it doesn't matter what we do physically. It does matter. Like, our what still has to be good. Our programming still has to be good, which I, I believe it is. It's always a process to get better in our programming. But it doesn't matter if they are not in the right mindset. If they go into that workout and they're not bought in, they don't believe in the program, or if they go into the workout and they have shit going on in their lives, and if we're not attacking that first, mm -hmm. then how much weight we put on the bar doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. So What I focus on is creating a better man, a better person. And then from there, it's so much easier to create a better athlete. Right. So much easier. Mm -hmm. so if you get that foundation laid for them, and you can't, you can't do it all. You can guide them. You can give them light. You can do that. You can't lay that foundation for them. You have to help them. You have to guide them to it. But you can never actually put that brick down for them. You can never actually take that step for them. And that's one of the biggest things I think we offer as Yoakum Strength. Right. Um... I, I would I would one hundred percent agree with that that quote, yeah. Um, yoga strength is about building each each client's foundation on rock and not on sand because a house built on sand will not stand. That's a quote from the Bible, Matthew seven twenty four twenty seven. Um, I think that that's a th another thing about yoga strength that I find to be incredibly attractive. I think it brings truth and it brings light into people's lives, whether that's whether that's in your personal life, whether that's in your, whether that's in your your health and fitness or your work life, um, we're here to bring 
truth and passion and fire and fulfillment into your life. Um, and we do it through strength and conditioning. Um, I think spot on. 100%. Yeah. Um, so now the purpose of this podcast, the reason why I, I came to Austin with this idea that we should be getting on the podcast game because, I mean, all the cool guys are on the podcast game yeah. right now. Joe Rogan, Gary Vee, uh, Jock Willink is my favorite. Um, who else is a good one? Jordan Peterson. Yeah. Um, all of these guys we really look up to are doing podcasts, and we're getting so much out of it, and we thought we could get some permanent content out there for listeners so that if they have questions, we could... Yeah, Austin could answer them on this podcast and explain them, and then listeners can go back and listen. Um, and you have that forever, and you'll be able to apply that to your life. Um, so, Austin, what is the purpose? What is the what is the why behind our podcast? So, the purpose of this podcast, and the purpose, your what, I really believe has to be in line with your your why. If if, if your what's not leading you towards your why, then it's leading you farther away from your why. So, what I believe in is. Our purpose of our podcast, again, is to educate, guide, and enlighten and provide foundations to others. So the purpose of this podcast is if somebody really needs advice, they really need some motivation, we're there for that. Somebody really needs truth, really needs what's going on in their life, and then explaining to them that somebody has a way fucking worse than they do. Your little meltdown at work because you had to work 40 hours this week when somebody's homeless or somebody has cancer. Um... We're there to be truthful to you about, dude, like the reason that's so struggling for you is because your foundation's not in place and you got to fix that foundation. So then when your boss yells at you at work, your foundation is strong enough to be like who I am as a man, who I am as a woman, who I am as a human isn't indicative of what they say to you. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that's just one of the biggest things like I see is just like one time and just an example, we were, uh, we were in the weight room, of course. And there's just one of my buddies, we were back home, and one of my buddies was just bitching about his day. And I said something like his lower back was hurt and like how he had to work hard. And we were there pretty early. But when we had got there, um, Coach Herm, again, had beat us by like an hour. It was like 5 in the morning. We thought we got there at 6. We thought we were sweet. Like, oh, 6 a.m. grinders. He was there at 5. Um, something about Coach Herm is he's like, pretty deep into having cancer. I mean, it's like eating him alive right now. And give, he, and give a little background on who Coach Herm is. Uh, coach Herm is my high school coach. Uh, he's the guy that supported me when I thought I was going to transfer from UST. He's he's one of my light bringers in my life. He's one of the guys that really, who I strive to be, who I strive to help others when they're struggling. I want to be their Coach Herm. I want to be their foundation. And he's the guy that texts me to keep chopping wood, keep grinding, keep taking those steps when you're going through shit but he, he got pretty sick and I mean he has cancer and he's struggling with it and he still beat us there still an hour early and my buddy's just sitting there complaining and he's just sitting there quiet he has no headphones on doesn't work out with music on. he's just sweating grinding sweating uh, talk to me about how like his testosterone levels are super low and like he just feels like like basically basically sucks his energy away and he's just there to like keep that muscle mass on it, gives him something to do, gives him some motivation. And my buddy's complaining, complaining, complaining. And Coach Herm just looks at him and he's like, you know what really sucks? Cancer. And I'm like, yeah, dude, like no shit. Like what you're, what you're going through in life, like is so little compared to what other people are going through. And that's, I think, I think if people just took a deep breath and first of all, it starts with having their foundation to where they're able to take that deep breath. Mm-hmm. And they just put things in perspective and just life would be so much better for them. Mm-hmm. Life would be so much f- more full of light to realize that like what they're going through, other people have gone through. And even if you have cancer, you handle it like Coach Herm to where what he's going through, he knows other people have survived, other people have gone through and all he does is grind. Right. He sits there quiet and he works and he does everything they tell him to and he just grinds at it and like there's a blueprint if there's if somebody's done it before you like there's a blueprint to that success right and just that's what i think people need to realize and that's what i hope we bring to them with that pod with this podcast it's just that information that there's a process to everything like there's a blueprint to everything nothing you're going through hasn't been gone through before absolutely and on on that note how do you recommend as as a practical piece of advice for our listeners on our first episode 
How do you recommend you build a foundation of solid rock and not a foundation on sand? What are your recommendations for building that solid foundation? See, that's something I struggled with. Um, honestly, because I believe my four years at St. Thomas, my foundation was built on sand. Yeah, I uh, would agree with mine too. Yeah, I mean, my foundation was built on, I wanted to be this egotistic fucking football player that walked around thinking this shit didn't stink, basically. I wanted to be the tough guy. I wanted to be people's rocks by being the tough guy. I wanted to support people by being the workhorse, basically. But by doing that, I, I shut a lot of people out. Um, I wasn't really there for a lot of people. And it was just kind of my, like, I had my fuck you radar. And I just mm. turned all the way up and I was like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Like, I'm here for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I mean, I was there for the USC family too, but like... Outside just, of that. Outside know. of that. I mean, it was just... I was fueled by hate. And they're like... The reason I was fueled by hate is because, like, that's... I always I always had that chip on my shoulder come from that small school. I was fueled by hate. I wanted, like, prove people wrong. And when I had that in my mind, I had that in my heart, I was looking for more hate. So when I started to get successful and people were giving me love and, like... I mean, they were giving me love when I wasn't successful, but, like, people were trying to help me and that type of thing. It was like, that's not what's fueling me right now, so fuck you. Like, I wanted, I wanted you to hate me. I wanted you to doubt me. I wanted you to, like, give me some of that fuel so then I could just go and like I've never had a problem having my fuel source I've never had a problem working it's where that fuel source for me has come from mm-hmm. and this past past month uh, or past like six months that's where I've really tried to focus is I had that success and I still didn't feel fulfilled I had that success and I was like okay what's next I was like this is this isn't the success I wrote down I wanted to be an all-american I got all-american that was cool. Like, what now? And I was at St. Olaf, and I was, I was coaching. So I coached there the past year, strength conditioning. And one of my one of my really good athletes, I really love this kid, uh, do anything for him. Uh, he came up to me after one of my coaching things, and he's like, just in conversation, he came up to me. He's like, Coach, I just, when I grow up, I want to be just like you. He's like, I want to live my life like you. Like, I really value what you do for us. I'm like, I want to be like you. At that point, I was like, Fuck, no, you don't. Like, you do not want to be like me right now. Like, I was fueled by hate. I had no idea where I was going in my life. And my foundation was completely made of sand. Like, I, I didn't know what the fuck. And I was, I, and this kid was using me as, like, his co-term, basically. And I was going to bring him down with me. Like, mm-hmm. my foundation was sand. He was going to stand on that foundation with me and while he built his. And that's your job as a coach is that have people use your foundation while they build their own. And I was going to bring him down with me. I was going to bring him down in that sand with me. So the last six months, I just focused on building my own foundation and that was just through small things like the big thing for me was switching my fuel source to be focused in life on the love and energy I receive from people instead of be focused on that hate and I mean honestly it's really hard for me I really want to be and I can turn that fuck you switch on really really quickly I, I can I can say fuck you to everybody and like I can get pissed and like angry at the world and what struggles for me is that leads to success for me individual success if that makes sense so like i can get a lot of stuff done doing that right but i'm not fulfilled i lose everybody in my life and then i feel like shit yeah yeah so now i mean the biggest struggle for me and just how i switch my foundation is now i get the same energy source from love Mm -hmm. and now i'm able to bring people into my life i'm able to change how their foundations are not just my own foundation i'm able to change how successful they are not just my own success and then when I complete something, I complete a project, I feel so much more fulfilled. Mm-hmm. And even if it's something so small, like my goal for the week was to help somebody um, improve their bench press. And I help them and I feel super great about how their energy through me is feeling. I feel way better about that than I did the four years it took me to become an All-American. Huh. Because my foundation has been was so shitty then. It was, and that was all just for me and I didn't have to push anybody away. Here's something so small I can accomplish in a week. I feel so much better about like fun. I just feel like, yeah, fuck yeah. Like yeah. we did that right. and like we did it together mm-hmm. and that, that was the process. And just, right. I don't know. It's powerful to me. Very powerful. It's very powerful that you say that. Um, I remember a couple, what, oh, I mean, me and you have been through a similar ride in the last couple of months where we just, I'm in the same spot where I just don't really feel like I built my foundation on sand and it's all kind of washed away within the last couple of months. And, and I think hearing you say that you, have built your fuel source around love um 
being a man of faith, you would think that I would have had that years ago, but I don't really know if I ever have. And the love that I, I don't really, I think I've acted quite a lot on hate. And hearing you say that um, a couple months ago, um, I think it was back in December, um, has really triggered a shift in mindset for me as well. And so I appreciate you sharing that, and I'm sure all of our listeners will really appreciate you sharing that. So um, how about you, though? How about how you said your foundation is on sand or was on sand? Mm. What's what's your struggle with that? It's mm, a great question. Um, what's my struggle with that? And what? Where do you see your foundation now? And where do you think you can improve on that foundation? Just in everyday life. Um, okay. Where do I see my foundation now? Well, so I graduated. A little background for everyone. I graduated in December. Um, December this last month, December 21st, and I'm not entirely sure what I really want to do for my career. Um, I, I'm kind of stumbling through the world a little bit right now, um, searching for it because the first, first like basically 21 years, 23 years of my life was was football. I mean, like, like I said, I grew up in a football yep. town. My mom and dad saw me in front of the television when I was three. I was watch. I remember this. I was watching a Michigan Ohio State game. God, it wasn't the Bears. <laughs> Best team in the history of the NFL. Um, it was a Michigan Ohio State game, and my parents came downstairs, and I was watching the game. I was standing two feet away from the television, and I was touchdown every time any score. <laughs> touchdown, touchdown. I mean, football is always what I wanted to do, and um, now that I'm out of it. I'm kind of, I've kind of just been searching for my next mission. Jocko talks a lot about it. you need to find your next mission once you're done, and um, I've kind of I'm kind of searching for my mission. But I think in having my identity in football, I didn't know really who Greg Ebosher was, um, mm-hmm. and now that that's been kind of taken away from me, and I know people in my life. Um, people that have been very close to me, they've suffered from this, and this is my fault, and I, I will forever be sorry to them for that. And I, I, I've lashed out, and I have not been 100% truthful, and um, I've failed a lot of you in a lot of ways, and I'm sorry for that. Um, but I have since, since then, since probably September, I have been trying to become a man that is fueled by, well, I wrote down my why, um, and my why is to love, serve, and defend God and the people I love with every ounce of effort in my soul. And that's where I'm at right now in my point in my life. And I don't know what I'm going to do for a career. And I, I don't really care, um, because I know why I'm here and, and how this why is going to manifest in a career. I'm not entirely sure yet but that's one part and there's a lot of other parts to your life and then your careers your career your family your friends your social life your um so being able to develop my why and it's a why that i think is solid rock like i can't see any holes in this why that i have right now it's because it's built on love it's built on faith and it's built on the people i love and it's built on effort and name 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 four things that are more sacred and true than those things. I mean, you can't. Yeah. So, so that's where I'm at in my life, and that's my why. Is my why to love, serve, and defend God and the people I love with every ounce of effort in my soul. And that's where I'm at in my life, and I know that that will carry me through um, these next six months and 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 my life. Um, so, yeah. So that's that's how I've been able to transition. I'm still. I don't know. Maybe you wouldn't call it. Maybe sandstone. I'm kind of standing sandstone, on sandstone yeah. right now. <laughs> I'm still not on solid rock, but I'm getting there. I mean, day it, by day, it's the little steps. Every I, th- day. I, I like that though. As soon as you say you made it, as soon as you say you're on that rock, like that's yeah. when your rock starts to fall yeah, apart. As soon as you're sure. not working on that foundation, yeah, like sure. then it starts. Then it's real for sandstone. Sure. For sure. Uh, one of the points you points you made about how you weren't sure how your why transitions to your what. Sure. Um, I think that's powerful for a lot of people because I think a lot of people, I think first of all, if you're listening, you need to develop your why. Yes. You got, you got to realize it's your lifeblood. If you don't have one, you're wrong. You're just, I mean, you're just going through life without anything. 
can be happy, you can do this, but you need, you need to have your why set. But a lot of people struggle that have their why set, they're doing what that they don't, they haven't lined up with their why. Sure. And one of the things that I read and listened to recently that was powerful to me is, and I think it can help a lot of people is, your what doesn't have to be exactly your why. What your what has to do, what your job has to do, has to be able to allow you to fan that why. Has to be able to allow you to fan your flames of your fire to other people to show that. So it doesn't have to be, so let's say you're, I mean, what are you doing for your job right now, Greg? I'm working as a financial analyst for 3M. Okay, so your financial analysis. And if you can't realize, so like if you wanna bring faith into that, you have to find a way to fan that faith through your job. Right. I think that's one thing that is powerful to a lot of people is like very rarely do you and very rarely and when you do this it's it's when you become the best at best in the world at what you can do is when you have your why and your what completely aligned when you're straight out of college when you're young I think that's when it's tough to do that because you right. you have limited options mm. so what you need to do I, and personally what I think you need to do is just find a way to have your why fanned out by your what right have your way have a way to find your why be expressing your have your way for your what to express your why if that makes sense right and just every single day live your wife life through your why and that includes your what like you can't just have this why and then go to your job and fucking hate your life and say this sucks all day right and not live your why absolutely out. not you know like right. you have to wake up look at your why and be like this is what I'm going to do right. to solidify this why in my life. Right. So, and even if I, you don't, and even like the spot I'm in right now, yeah, okay, I don't love it. The, the end of the reality of the day is like, one, there's always career paths that you can change. And two, you're in it right now. So exactly like you said, you have to find a way to let your why express through what you're doing. You yeah. have to. Like you owe it to the people you're working with. You owe it to the people who put you in the position that you're in right now. And I think a quote I heard the other day by Jordan Peterson, which is just in rocked, rocked my world is every decision you make, every decision you make will tilt the earth and humanity a little bit closer to hell or a little bit closer to heaven. <laughs> yep. And that's one of the truest things I've ever heard. And, and that's something I'm really trying to internalize. And yeah, maybe I don't love what I'm doing. Maybe it's not my career calling and that's all right. And, it's all part about figuring it out, but either way, every action I take has to be turning it into, turning this world into a little bit closer to heaven, I think. Yeah, exactly. And the same, same, same type of quote is, when you start to think about the insane consequences every small action you have are, you realize there's no small actions. Mm -hmm. No matter what you do in your life, every single thing you do, if it's not holding that door open for the person standing behind you, like every single thing you do is affecting every single person around you. Absolutely. Is affecting how you live your life, is affecting, and like you said, it's either pushing it towards the good or the bad, heaven or hell. Every single action you take, and like that's where you gotta, you really gotta focus on the small things. And that's like one of the big powerful things for me, and it seems so stupid, like people laugh at me when I tell them. One of the biggest changes for me in my life was making my bed every single morning. Mm -hmm. every, every single morning, I mean, my, I, if you know me, my bed used to be a mess. My room used to be a mess. Like, <laughs> I can't but, and what I realized from that, my fucking bed was a mess. My room was a mess. My life was a mess. And fucking everything around me was just a mess. <laughs> and I was like, I'm not going to be able to clean this all up in one day. I'm not going to be able to clean up all my relationships in one day. I'm not going to be able to fix everything in one day. You know what I can do? I can clean my bed. Right. I can fix something today. Right. I can take that first step today. Right. We can go forward today. Absolutely. And every single day, I make my bed. My room's spotless. Everything's fucking clean. So I have some foundation in my life that is clean. And then from there, I can grow and fix a relationship that's a mess. Right. Fix myself that's a mess. Right. You know? Like, it's just small, small steps. And people don't realize how small actions lead to such great consequences. Agreed. Absolutely. I think you're spot on with that. Uh, what's the chapter in the George Peterson book? Put your house in order before you criticize the world or save the world. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, that guy's my light bringer. Yep. One of the many. Um, wow, we've gotten way off track, and I love it. Yeah, I mean, that's that's it's one awesome. thing I want to talk about like, on this podcast. Yeah. Like, 
we're gonna have we're gonna have a layout, but if we get fucking going, yeah, we're going. We're, we're gonna roll. We're, we're gonna roll. <laughs> we're, gonna roll. <laughs> we're gonna try and yeah. Yeah, try and inspire, baby. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Okay. There's there's no point in having a time limit. If we're rolling, we're rolling. And I also think that we're gonna try to ins- inspire, but like, dude, the biggest reason why I want to do this is for myself, <laughs> it's a, which is selfish. And we are gonna bring light to people, but I think we're gonna get more out of this ourselves than maybe anybody will. And I'm really thankful for that. Um, matter if we get one listener or a million where I think we're going to just get so much out of this for ourselves. And I mean, one of the big things is like bringing up those failures. Yeah. Bring, bring, I mean, we, 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 we could fake up here and big dick it all we want. Say mm-hmm. we went to USD football program where we were, we were good at football, bro. Mm-hmm. And like, we we're all Americans, like that type of thing, you know, like you can do I was, that. I was not an all American. You Yoko can, was all American. <laughs> you can do that. And, like, not talk about your failures at all. And we could have this tough, sweet, yeah. Yoakum Strength podcast and talk about how much my dude squat. Yeah. And then people are <laughs> people are going to see through that and be like, dude, I know. Like, that's not that's not you. Like, yeah. you're lying to us. Yeah. And, like, that's when you don't help anybody. They, everybody has a bullshit radar. And if you turn that thing on at oh, all, like, yeah. it's done. Like, yeah. you you got to be able to look at your failures. Yeah. you got to be able to look at the process and realize, like, right. yes, you achieved a mountain. But how many people did you All right. kick down that mountain to get there? You All know, right. like, yes, you got there, but how did you do it? That's a tough, that's a hard question. That's really looking yourself in the eye and really having to own up to your mistakes. Because I know uh, my goals coming into UST were similar to yours. And um, I wanted to be an All-American. I wanted to be a starter. I wanted to be an All-Conference player. And I wanted to win a national championship. But I failed. I straight up didn't make any of those happen. And I had to switch my mindset and my career goals and at USC football and um and I'm trying to figure out where I was going with this but well one thing I can say there though is you didn't accomplish your goals but you I yeah. this just here it like in my view I think you didn't accomplish your goals and you helped people up their mountains mm-hmm. I accomplished most of my goals and I kicked most people down that mountain I wouldn't say you kicked most I would say I mean I wouldn't say you kicked many people down, I, but I think I, I had to switch my mindset because I was, I had set super lofty goals, and once I realized those were out of the picture, um, and due to other circumstances, I think I, my goal was just to make it through the goddamn program because I was in such a shitty spot mentally, um, due to my own efforts and accord, but my goal was to just make it and and just kick ass every single day in practice um every single day and just be an absolute yeah. hell raiser and, and a badass of a football player whether or not i was going to play or start i didn't really give a shit i just wanted to be the best goddamn player i could be and um that became my mindset like my junior year after i realized what was going to happen and that's what i mean by helping people at their mountain every single day these uh offense linemen would come in and be like Fuck going against Greg. I mean, if you look, if you look at the scout team, there's just guys that go through the motions. And I mean, I was the same way my freshman year. Where I was like, everybody was like, "Fuck you, Austin." But like, everybody's like, "Fuck you, Greg." And if people are telling you "fuck you," you're, like, right. you're probably doing something right. And that's what's happening. Like helping people up their mountain is like Greg pushed people to a point where they're able to grow what they're doing because he he was focused on the process and he was after him, after him, after him every single day. And it was a team, man. Like ultimately, we're we're in this all together and it doesn't matter what what one of us really accomplishes at the end i mean yeah it's nice like you have that but the the ultimate deal is together is working towards a common goal no one no one person's above the team ever not ever enjoy <laughs> j-rob in case you're listening j-rob you better be listening that, first of all that is not you're not above the team bro <laughs> yeah but. Even though your Caruso's son, uh, uh, I I came in and I was an All Player of the Year. Sick. And I work for the Seahawks now. Just kidding. I love you, Roberts. Join Yoakum Strength. <laughs> All right. Let's uh, let's go on to four aspects of an athlete. All right. So just to, just to lay it out, um, what we look to go through in this podcast is introduction. We're gonna start off with some nugget of the day type thing, and that's what we started with. Then we're going to discuss that, go into some motivational piece and mindset piece and where we are at our lives right now and where you guys are with your lives right now. 
And then we're going to end it with some sort of strength aspect. What Yoakum Strengths, what is? What we guys can provide you with any strength questions, any business questions that you have, any Q&As, anything like that. So that's what we're going to try and end this um, podcast with. So we figured we'd start off with the whole arching, overarching aspect of what Yoakum Strength is when we break down an athlete. So when we bring in an athlete, most people, they test a 10-yard dash, they test a broad jump, they test a vertical. And then they sit them down, they show them these numbers, and they're like, hey, mom and dad, your kid sucks at the 10-yard dash. Pay me a bunch of money, and I'll make, you fa- I'll make your kid faster. But what I really want to break it down to with my athletes that I bring in is the mental side, the physical side, the tactical side, and the health of an athlete. So when you bring them in, you do that 10-yard dash, and you, you tell them that they suck at the 10-yard dash, and you can help them with that. You're helping with a fourth of who they are as a human, a fourth of who they are as an athlete, and you're making them a fourth better. I believe you can grow all four of these aspects, the mental, the physical, the tactical, and the health. You can create such a more whole athlete to where you can take them to the next level. None of these, none of the one, not one of these things alone can make you a great athlete. If you are a physical beast, and that's what you see a lot of times, you see these NFL dudes that put up crazy numbers in a combine, and they don't know how to run a route, they can't play. Mm-hmm. If you're a physical beast, you know how to run a route, you get the play, you know everything, but at home, you're fighting with your wife, you're not happy, you're, you're struggling with drugs, like, you, you won't make it. You gotta, you gotta attack all four of these things. Mm-hmm. When you have an athlete, you gotta break down how are they mentally. Do they get their sport? Are they smart enough to get their sport? Do they need to spend a lot of time on that sport in their life, attacking their foundation? Are they physically developed enough? And that, I mean, that's that's the easiest part for any strength coach that talks about how big they get their athletes, which is cool. It's sweet to look at a before and after oh, picture. Sure. It's awesome, like sweet. You made them huge. That's the easiest part. Uh, every every strength coach knows deep down that is the easiest part. Anybody can get anybody strong. Anybody can get anybody fast. Mm-hmm. But you still have to do it. You still have to do that physical part. It's still a fourth of the pie. Then you go to the tactical part. How are they displaying these physical qualities onto the field? So there's somebody that can squat a bunch of weight, but do they know how to use a push-pull? Do they know how to use um, a pull-up jumper, that type of thing? How are they transitioning their physical quantities to the field, qualities to the field and their technique on the field, on the basketball court, on the ice, that type of thing? Mm-hmm. And then you break it down to the health. The last aspect of this, they get the mental side, they get the physical side, they get the tactical side. How are they health-wise? You have two hours with your athlete, they have 22 hours by themselves. Right. If they're not healthy, if they don't know how to be healthy, they're pissing away the two hours with you with the 22 hours they have. Nothing you do in that two hours is going to matter if their other 22 hours in their life are messed up. So you have to attack their diet. You have to attack how much they're drinking, water. How much you're drinking not water? <laughs> Booze. Booze. Especially all of you UST college football players. And we'll, we'll go into that. Don't worry. <laughs> um, how much you're sleeping? Recovery. Uh, how their relationships with the other people are. Uh, once girlfriends. again, girlfriends, anything like that. Like extra stressors on your life. If you don't have those figured out, none of the other aspects matter. You're going to crumble. You have 22 hours of those other aspects. You have two hours focused on the other thing. That's what guys like, you got to break it down. Like, they work really, really hard in those two hours, and either they're not educated enough or they don't care enough in the other 22 hours that it doesn't matter. Like, you do the fucking math there, like, it's not gonna add up. Right. So, we just gotta focus on that health aspect. And that's one of the biggest things, like, that I think sets us apart as the open strength is we really attack the other four aspects. And, like, I, once again, I don't care how big their biceps are. Like, that's cool, but that's easy. Like, you gotta attack the other four, other three aspects of that. Right. And we're going to talk about what Greg said about the drinking. <laughs> so this is one of the biggest things that kind of drives me nuts with who athletes are. They tell me one thing. They tell me their goal is A. They tell me their goal is to be an All-American. They tell me their goal is to be a national champion. Then they go down a path that is B. They drink. They don't get their sleep in. They eat pizza. They do whatever they want. And then at the end of the season... They cry together as a team when they didn't accomplish goal A, they accomplished goal B. Mm-hmm. So what I'm saying here is don't tell me you want A if you're going to go down a path that leads towards B. You can write down plan A goals all the time you want, but if your actions lead you to plan B goals, you're going to accomplish plan B goals. And if you find yourself in a cycle and a loop, 
you have to break it because you're doing something wrong. And that's just where, like, just... The most frustrating part about, I would imagine, being a strength coach, and I mean, it's a frustrating part about being a human because a lot of us go through these cycles like that all the time in our lives, and I know I am there and I have been there and I probably will be there at some point in my life in the future. Um, You have to break the cycles. When you find yourself losing consistently, break the cycle. Yep. And like one of the quotes I saw too is if you want to be an anomaly, you got to be an anomaly. If you want to be different, you got to be different. So everybody says the reason they go out to drink is because everybody goes out to drink. Then you're like everybody. You're not going to be. You're not, you're not going to be an anomaly if you don't act like an anomaly. And just a, like personal thing here, like I was asked, so like you said, we came in with 160 freshmen every single, every single weekend I was asked to go out with them every single weekend. And like selfishly, I, I knew that wasn't right and I didn't go out. So for four years of my college career, I didn't go out. I wanted to be an anomaly, so I acted like an anomaly. Yeah, I was weird. Yeah, I alienated myself. Yeah, I didn't make as many friends as I would have liked. It wasn't as fun in the time. But I took that step forward every single day. I took actions towards plan A, took steps towards plan A because I wanted to accomplish plan A. Mm-hmm. And I just saw so many people that even like dudes that I came in freshman year. And like when I came in, I was a seven string fullback. And I had so many freshmen above me in every single position. So many freshmen traveling when I wasn't traveling, that type of thing. And just every single day I took a step and they thought they were already there mm-hmm. and they stayed. And I took another step. I took a step, I took a step, I took a step towards plan A. Well, they were taking steps towards plan B. And that's when, that's how you pass people up. That's how you accomplish things when you're not physically developed enough, when you're not gifted enough to do it. You gotta take those steps towards your plan A. Right. And every single thing, and that's like the small thing, like the small details to the big, every single decision you make is either towards plan A or it's towards plan B. There are no neutral decisions. Either you're taking a step towards plan A in your classroom, in your life, in your nutrition, either taking it towards plan A, and if it's not towards plan A, you're taking a step back. And that's what I think a lot of guys need to focus on. And when we go over meditation and visualization, it's one of the biggest points I bring up is it's not plan A, neutral, plan B. It's plan A or you're going in the opposite direction of plan B. Right. There's no, there's no, there's no middle ground. No, there's no middle ground. I don't also want to clear up. We don't want people to feel isolated or alienated. Um, especially college kids. Like if you feel depressed, isolated or alienated because you're focusing so hard in on football and you're not happy with where you're at as a man, that's not good either. Like you, you gotta, there's a line you gotta walk, but a lot of kids, I know I did. We all lean too hard one way and, and you gotta, you can't be, you can't isolate yourself and make yourself depressed. And that's not good either. Because that's just gonna harm your performance in the weight room and in football and in school. And there's a, there's a fine line you have to walk. And try to lean more towards, you got to, you, I mean, you have to be on the path A, but there's a dichotomy and be, be very careful. Because if you're depressed and isolated, we're not saying you should be depressed and isolated. That's not what we're saying. but. Just don't be an idiot. I don't know how else to put it. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Austin is 100% right on all that. Um, I think also four aspects of an athlete can be definitely applied to all of our teammates, friends that are families and friends that are out of school now and in your life. Um, there are really four. There are four aspects to your life. There's the mental, the physical, the tactical, and the health. And you could count the tactical as like your, your work. work. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, if any of those, one of those four is out of whack, then you are not going to be performing optimally and you're not going to be serving the people you need to serve um, at the best of your ability. And that's why strength training is so vital and having a strength coach is so, it's so vital to your life so that you can hit all these pieces and perform and be the person, be the full person, the best version of yourself that your family needs you to be and that your friends need you to be. So that's also another piece I just wanted to add. It doesn't apply to just athletes. It applies to every single every person. Single person. And that's, I mean, that's one of the biggest things working with my, I have a lot of washed up meatheads is what I call them. Like they're done, they're not playing anymore, but they still want to lift. And like, that's one of the biggest points that I've talked to them with. And the guys that are really successful, the guys that are really buying in, buy into this four aspects. Mm-hmm. They want to improve every single aspect of their life. 
through me, they're improving that physical, and I bring up the other aspects to them to allow and guide them and health to improve it. Yeah, definitely, absolutely. Um, it's four aspects of an athlete: mental, physical, tactical, and health. Um, any other closing words on that? No, I think that's it. I think that's good. Um, okay, and so another piece. So we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up here. Um, as a disclosure. I want to make sure Austin and I both acknowledge that we're talking to you guys. We're coming from a place of humility, ultimate humility. Like we don't know, we don't have all the answers. Um, we are here to share with you our experiences and learn and grow from you guys and learn and grow from each other. That's why we're doing this. And for the love of, strength conditioning, working out in athletics. Um, that's why we're here. That's why we're doing it. And we have so much room to improve upon and so many aspects of our life that we fail at daily. And people in our life that are close to us, they know that. And we're not trying to come at a place of, like, we know more than you. We, Because we don't. We don't. We're all apprentices, not masters. Yeah. Anytime you say you're a master, anybody that tells you they're a master red flag right stay away from that right the wisest man knows that he knows nothing at all and so please let us know where we can improve please let us know if, if you see us out and you're in the game you know who we are and you're in the game with us and you're trying to get after it every day like call us out when we aren't being the best versions of ourselves and hold us to the higher standard and we'll try to do we'll we'll do the same for you um and I just really want to make that clear. Like we are growing. We are going to fail. We might say things things on here that we mess up or we learn that we screwed up years later. So just want to make that clear. Yeah, we're not masters. We're just two guys, two idiots sitting behind, behind a podcast mic wanting to talk some shit about sports and weightlifting and weight training and life. Yeah. Um, so closing, support. Um, how you can support Yoke of Strength. You can support through buying a program. Austin, how do you buy a program? Um, right now, just uh, follow on Instagram. Uh, uh, we got a website on there. Um, message me, text me, um, going through, email me, uh, and we'll start with the process. Uh, it's kind of like I said, when I go through a program, I want to make sure somebody's bought in. Um, I don't just give programs out to anybody. Uh, I make sure that they're in a spot in their life that they want to be. They want to change who they are. They want to become the best versions of themselves because otherwise the program doesn't matter. So just message me. We'll talk about it. We'll see what your goals are. We'll see where you're going in life. We'll go from there. Sure. Um, now, how do you... We, you can Another way to support Yoga Strength is subscribing to this podcast on iTunes. And we're also going to try and figure out how to get it on Spotify and Stitcher. Um Big shout out to our buddies over at the back pocket. Um, mm. Austin is appearing on the back pocket in a couple of weeks or this week. Yeah, Tuesday. But this podcast Tuesday. will drop later. Our podcast is going to drop Sunday the twenty second or twenty fourth. Yeah. So it'll be the twenty fourth. So this podcast will already be out. But go listen to them anyways. Go, go listen, listen to their back yeah. back pocket podcast. Yeah. They're good dudes. They helped us with this whole setup. Um, yeah. Helped us, taught us how to do this, and they got us going on this. Yeah, good guys. Um, average guys. Average, right? Average. <laughs> and then, um, shout. And then our good buddy Josh Parks, Ghost Fit Apparel. Ghost Fit is a lifestyle clothing brand where you can buy uh, athletic wear and some style wear. Super comfortable clothing. You um, wearing the shirt? Sh how's wearing that shirt, shirt right now? How's that shirt you're wearing right now? Oh, Probably. just amazing. Schmedium. Always schmediums. Yeah, they, they only sell them in schmediums. Yeah. Uh, just looking great in it. Yeah. Uh, got the Oakham Strength logo on it. So. And uh, you can also support Josh's products while you're there. Yep. Um, his joggers are unbelievably comfortable. Um, just got to throw that out there. Yeah. So, Josh, keep doing your thing. Andrew and Declan, thank you for doing your thing. What else? Anybody else we can we got to throw out there that's worth mentioning? Oh, I, I got to give a shout out to uh, Gage O'Brien. Oh, um, yeah. Thanks for starting the uh, Lift Like Yoakum Challenge. Um, yeah. You did lose, though. Um, no participation trophies. You will not be receiving a free sweatshirt. Um, 
Gage, I wanted you to win so bad. I did too. I, I, did, I can't say that. Retract that. We'll, we'll edit it out. <laughs> no edits. No bro. edits. Well, we're, no we're edits. one hot take. All one hot her. take the entire time. <laughs> um, what else? Any other shout-outs we want to give? David Danhauer, shout-out to you, man. You squat a lot. Nice. Nice. <laughs> All right, well, thank you guys for listening. Um, keep on your programming. Keep on your life. Take that step forward. Keep chopping wood.